0: Welcome back to the Doing Good Podcast, where we talk to volunteers about their experiences serving their communities. I'm Megan McGinnis, your host for this episode. I'm glad you're with us today as we celebrate amazing volunteers, their stories, organizations, and their passion for making a difference. We encourage you to celebrate a volunteer you know and share today's story with someone to hopefully educate or even inspire them to act. Now, on to celebrating those who are doing good. Hello, and welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, Beverly. Thank you so much for being here today. We're glad to have you with us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so the listeners today will know exactly who um, they'll be listening to the rest of today's episode.
1: Sure. I'm Beverly, Bev, as you said, and um, I live in the Nashville area. I moved here about three three years ago, actually, next month, and um, I came after my divorce. I have two daughters. My daughter Emma' is a senior in high school, and my daughter Shelby just graduated from college and relocated to this area this past weekend. I actually became a life coach after my divorce and uh, help women now, who also are in situations like mine, to get through divorce and, and discover their self-worth, learn how to live life again on their own. And really release a lot of fear.
0: Well, that's quite a lot right off the bat. So tell us, so you've got your two daughters and you're in the Nashville area and you're a life coach. And um, and I just think it's so important to have that support group around anyone at any stage in life, but especially after divorce. Can you tell us a little bit more about I'll say that period, um, and if you volunteered during that
1: time. Yeah, I sure did. I actually found volunteering during that time to to help me just escape reality, so to speak. I did a lot of volunteering during my marriage, but I found, now looking back, that volunteering was more for me to escape my household because it was an abusive situation, and I found value in helping other people. I felt valuable. During my divorce, what I learned with volunteering was I offered value to people. And, and in turn, they, they allowed me to feel valuable. Um, and, and they appreciated it. Like I, I just saw it in a different way when I was going through the divorce. So uh, during my marriage, it was more for a means of escape to get out of my household. I was around people who wanted me to be around. They valued me. I didn't feel like that so much in my marriage. I was needed as a mom, of course, but not so much in other ways. So feeling visible in the volunteer world meant so much to me. Mm. While I started going through my divorce, I needed that. But what I learned was... I also added value to people. Like I, I not only felt valuable for myself, but the value that I brought to other people, the smile on their faces, the way I could help people, the way I could change lives, started taking on a new meaning for me. Mm-hmm. And of course, during my marriage, I brought my kids to volunteer a lot. We, we did a lot of things like uh, volunteering at church. We planted gardens. We volunteered at Seven Bridges, which was a homeless shelter in Atlanta, and uh, made meals. And afterwards, we would play with the little kids. So volunteering was always a part of my life. It just wasn't with the same intention when I started becoming a single person once again and, and rediscovering that I did have something to offer the world. You had a lot
0: to offer, and it sounds like you... Did all kinds of things. Can you tell us you told us about seven bridges and fixing meals for people. How else did you volunteer during that phase in life? Because I would think I don't I don't know, I think maybe to each his own, but possibly the way you volunteered then is different than the way you volunteer now. So can you tell us a little bit about more about the volunteer? activities you did back then that allowed you to be visible or valuable?
1: Well, back then, it really revolved around my kids. Mm -hmm. You know, in church groups, youth groups, we did productions and the children's ministry. I volunteered for my daughter's soccer team. I volunteered in the classroom. All the way up through middle school, I volunteered to help teachers. I was a teacher for 12 years, so that really mattered to me to help teachers.
0: For sure. Yes. Oh, and the way, what I love about this is any listener out there, no matter where they are, has schools. They have, they probably have children. They have these same types of opportunities that are open to them today as what you went through already. So then it sounds like you were married, then you got divorced, and then you moved. Now, are you continuing to volunteer in any way?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I got here, I had the intention of creating a coaching practice to help people heal through divorce. And through that time period, I met a man who described to me a place called Freedom Rains Ranch. And it took me about a year to actually get into the volunteer world at the ranch. But when I did, I realized the goal of the ranch is exactly what i've always wanted to do as as i learned who i was as a single woman, a single mom and even a life coach i wanted wanted to incorpor- incorporate horses into my practice and that's exactly what they do they bring kids and teens into the ranch to work with horses We teach them grooming, horsemanship, how to saddle a horse, how to get on a horse, how to ride a horse. It's not equine therapy. It is simply just interacting with a horse, with volunteers. It's all volunteer-based. So there are actually two employees. It's a nonprofit. And we all help run the ranch, feed the horses, all all of the things that you need to do around a ranch. So the other thing I do is lead a group of single people with, um, with events. I plan events for people to develop new friendships and get to know other people because I feel like connection for me was lacking when I went through the divorce. I love bringing people together. It takes time, but it's rewarding and you know, it is pretty scary to get out there when you're single. And having that space to be able to meet people and interact and form friendships means a lot to me. So I volunteer at the horse ranch. I volunteer with my meetup group. And and really that takes up a whole lot of my time.
0: I can only imagine. And can you tell me a little bit more about these horses? And did you worry... Were you interested in horses beforehand? Like, where did this idea of horses uh, stem from?
1: Absolutely. When I was little, I wanted a horse. And interestingly enough, there was a show called Fantasy where you could write a letter and send it into the show. And they would choose a letter or several letters to read on the show to grant someone's fantasy. So... I told my grandfather about it, and he said, well, if you can get a horse, I'll build you a barn, and so I wrote my letter. I sat in front of the TV waiting for my letter to be read, and it never happened, of course. However, through my divorce, I was selling a lot of things so I could move, and this man, Carl, came to my property. I had 22 acres. It was definitely horse property. I wanted horses when we bought that property, but life didn't happen that way. And he had 15. So he said, I want to bring you a horse just to take care of for the next three months so that you can feel what it is like to interact with a horse and be around a horse. So I, I loved it. I had that horse out there for three months. I went out there every day, several times a day. And unfortunately, you know, he had to take him back when I moved to Nashville. But God led me right to Freedom Reigns. Those horses are all donated. They're all trained to interact with kids and teens, and, and they're, they're very calm. I learned so much in my training. Carissa leads Freedom Reigns, and she does a great job with training the volunteers. So I learned that a horse can feel your heartbeat from 10 feet away, which, wow, yeah, they, they're very, very interactive, very nurturing, comforting animals. But I had to learn for myself what I teach my clients. Mm -hmm. I needed to calm my nervous system to be around them Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to startle a horse or do something that could cause danger to someone. So I really have to focus my energy on calming when I'm around them. I'm typically a ranch assistant, but I'm Mm -hmm. moving into being a session leader for the junior ranchers, which is a group of teen girls. Great. Look
0: at you being promoted from within as a volunteer. I love it. I love it. Can you give us a couple of examples or stories of your time volunteering at Freedom Reigns? Like either how the course or the experience impacted you, or frankly, how you may have affected or impacted someone else?
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm brand new. I've just been there, gosh, not even a year. So I, I completed my training last summer and I really worked as a ranch assistant for sessions. So I got to observe what was happening and it's really this, this part of my learning is about watching session leaders and how they maneuver sessions and then getting them what they need. If if I need to go get uh, some reins or if I need to get a shovel or I, I basically go get what they need so I can support their session. So I really haven't had one-on-one interaction with kids, but I've enjoyed watching the group of girls. There's a teen group of girls who go out there to volunteer, and they come out there and they move hay bales and a a lot of really majorly strenuous activity that they're out there not hesitating and that that's the group that I really gravitate toward. Mm-hmm. So when I started looking at leading sessions and learning through being a ranch assistant, I feel like doing that piece with the teen girls is where I need to land. So I'm sure that I'm going to have plenty of amazing stories, but just just witnessing the kids get on these horses and have the 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 power to guide this horse and and to learn that even though this is an enormous beast of an animal they're they're sitting on top of it they're guiding with those uh reins and it's it's really exciting i i also got to take a lot of pictures for freedom reins so just through the lens of a camera getting to capture their little faces and their smiles and and just seeing the satisfaction of what they're doing on these horses means so much for me. It clearly,
0: I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. So, <laughs> and you're, you're talking about to just, okay, let me, I'm hearing several things come from you. First of all, you're talking about the interest and need of connection in between yourself and others. Also, sometimes the need for escape and then the, um, what you're seeing is power in these younger people. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you find yourself affecting others?
1: Sure. So when you said earlier about the word escape, I really think back to when I was married and, and volunteering was more of an escape then. Now it's something I look forward to. I love it. That's great. Yeah. I, I love to watch people who you can see the fear on their face, which I resonate with because I lived in fear and and not only fear of what was happening in my home, but fear of living life in general. And to see the, the apprehension, not only with women in my practice when they come in for sessions, but to see these kids and these teen girls just go out there really bold and and doing what they're doing around these horses it it does it does help me to to feel a sense of empowerment for them, but I also just learning for myself how to be around the horses it does feel empowering for me
0: that's great, and I see too i mean the way I see it is anytime anybody feels empowered, it affects them in a multiple ways, right like maybe. It can start a ripple effect through your life. And and it sounds like the beauty or the the place where you have to be in order to be relaxed enough to be around and be effective with these horses, it sounds like you'll be able to take that throughout the rest of your life. And I'm sure that'll impact even your family, if no one else. Um, So... You just never know how volunteering is going to affect someone. And I just, I hadn't thought about that before. I think that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's like a cycle. Like mm-hmm. a, a, it's cyclical. You, if you think of, you know, when, when I volunteer, I was looking to feel valuable initially and then volunteering brought value to my life because the people found me valuable. But I also brought value to their life. So it's, it's a reciprocation. I mean, it's Absol- like a win-win.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Great. Well, one thing we've started recently is what I'm going to call an educational segment. Do you have suggestions for where people can search online or for how people can find out more about Nonprofits, maybe that have to do with horses or um, schools or any type of area that you feel comfortable sharing.
1: Sure. If I go back to when I started volunteering, I went to schools because my kids were in school and I wanted to give back to the school. And having been a teacher, any parent who can volunteer make such a difference in the classroom to support teachers, to support kids. That's a great place to start. Your church. You can go to church and and there there's always something to do at church, even if it's just simply putting together meals like we did for Thanksgiving that year. Mm-hmm. And that that had a ripple effect. We we put together meals, we passed the meals out, and we ended up meeting this little boy with grandparents who couldn't take care of him anymore and he kind of hung around our house for the next 3 years when i was going through the divorce great eventually that ripple effect led to him being adopted i facilitated an adoption so you never know what god has for you when you're stepping into volunteering that simple act of putting together those meals led to a little boy getting adopted and um and and him living with us for 3 years so um I just feel like if you follow your passion, whatever it may be in that moment of your life, I needed to do the Thanksgiving meals because I wanted to change the traditions from being married to having new traditions. So that's what I needed. But what I needed turned into what other people needed and a little boy's life being changed forever. But currently, you know, my passion is horses and my passion is people and watching people feel empowered. So whatever your passion is, look for that, you know, search for that. I wasn't even looking for Freedom Reigns. It it kind of fell into my lap. I got busy for a whole year creating my business and walked into a coffee shop and I saw the flyer stuck on the bulletin board and took a look at it and thought, why does that sound so familiar? And I called and, or actually I went online and I filled out their form to volunteer. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would say whatever you're passionate about, go that direction. You know, there's, there's a boy's home here. You can volunteer in Nashville to serve food. There's all sorts of opportunities, just like we did when my kids were little with Seven Bridges and preparing those meals. That allowed us to play with the little kids afterwards, you know, and I'm sure that my kids touch the lives of those kids. You know, like you said, the ripple effect, that's what ends up happening in almost every circumstance of volunteering.
0: Right. And it sounds like it's a matter of keeping your eyes and ears open and being willing. Um, like you saw, I don't know, maybe it was a business card or an announcement or a flyer on a bulletin board. You know, just something that simple might just be all that's needed to start an activity. Even if it's just a one-time volunteer activity, that is perfectly fine. Not everything needs to turn into a lifelong pursuit. But um, also being able to or being willing as a parent to ask at church, at school, wherever your children are, if they would like some help. And if so, how? And being willing to, I'll say, you know, put out the chairs ahead of the event and help set up, or maybe be the willing, (laughs) the willing and much desired person to help clean up after the event once everybody's gone home and everybody put it putting it together is tired. You know, having a couple of fresh hands uh, is so helpful for breakdown. Um, So yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean that it has. Yes, certainly online has its resources, and yes, you can apply to be a volunteer online, but you don't have to feel like that's the only way to start. I think it's wonderful to hear about starting with your passion. I, don't, I can't think of a better place to start. I also heard you talk about the role of God a couple of times. Is there anything you would like to say about that in regards to your volunteering?
1: Well, yeah, I, I think that, you know, like I said, a long time ago, volunteering for me was more about me. It was about getting out of my house, finding people who wanted me around. And, you know, almost in a way, I, I, I do look back at the person I was and, and feel a lot of sadness but a lot of a lot of hope too that if i was in that place and i'm where i am now anybody could get there honestly i if you knew my whole story god definitely played a huge role just in i call it god sprinkles he just sprinkled along my life leading me to horses over and over and the idea of incorporating horses i always thought that You had to be an equine therapist to be able to do this. And finding Freedom Reigns, like I said, God introduced it to me. I met a man in Franklin, Tennessee, when I first moved here. I was sharing my vision about wanting to use horses during sessions, and he started sharing about Freedom Reigns. I had it like on the back burner for the next year. And I was growing my business. I bought my first house. A lot of changes after I moved here. And then I see it on the board. So mm-hmm. it was definitely, I, I, as a Christian, I just attribute it all to God. Because He, he mm-hmm. wanted me there for a particular reason. Whatever that reason is, either I've already impacted people or I'm going to be impacting people. But it certainly has impacted me. And it's allowed me to know that He can take, I call it beauty from ashes, what the Bible tells us, He can take what I went through and create beautiful things out of it.
0: Fantastic. I'm so glad you were with us today. Thank you. (laughs) Well, what other thoughts or messages maybe, or even stories, would you like to share with our listeners
1: today? Gosh, I, I think what comes to me is uh just the people that will cross your path when you volunteer the the stories you'll hear stories of people and and not always uplifting amazing stories stories of struggle it depends on where you volunteer you know in a classroom nice. setting a church setting you may or may not hear these stories but definitely mm. places like seven bridges where you know, that's a homeless shelter for women and men. The women were in one area with children. The men had their own house. We heard, or I heard as an adult, a lot of stories that that really broke my heart. But mm-hmm. knowing that there was a facility like that to offer hope to people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and people like me who I found out about that place through a friend, I decided to take my kids there We met a mom, for example, who she was, I think, 24 years old. She had had seven kids already, and I think five of them were adopted. The grandfather had one, um, so she only had custody of one child, and he was 18 months old. We would interact with him every time after we made the meals, and eventually she asked me if I would adopt him. Wow. which was against the rules it was hmm. however it broke my heart because she had such a desperate need to get him out of that shelter wife and i i probably would have followed through with the adoption had i been in a different marriage um mm-hmm. and and had it totally been god's plan i have to go back and give god the glory there because i don't know what happened with that little boy but but i knew that the doors weren't opening for us to have him in our family i think about him often but like i said you know years later i volunteered at church for thanksgiving we met Devonte, and we got to impact his life for three years and and now his entire life changed so you never know how god's going to use you i i definitely always stay open to looking for and and trusting you know if god's leading me here what is he gonna do with this and and how is he going to use me to impact other people, even in the meetup group that I lead with the singles, I've had so many people say, "You didn't know how much I needed this because I've been in my house, I haven't been around people, I don't know how to make friends.
0: Hmm. you know just
1: offering the opportunity to people for people to heal and grow and change, but also allowing it to impact me. And I mean, it feels really good when somebody says I needed this and, and you're a part of that healing process, or you're a part of that Mm -hmm. journey of someone rediscovering, I can live my life a different way, or I can be a different person who's healthier and show up to this world differently. And then hopefully they'll, you know, pass it, pay it forward, as you say, To someone else by volunteering eventually and impacting someone's life.
0: Terrific. Well, I think we should all go to your meetup. I
1: think (laughs) (laughs) we should all look into horses
0: (laughs) and adopt whoever comes across our path. (laughs) So I just applaud you and your passion for following your passion and for following what um, steps God has laid out for you. And, 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 just making your own creative, valuable path in life. I mean, it's just such a cool place where you are right now. And I love seeing that um, in anybody, but especially someone who's been through a divorce, who's been through a move, who has had, I'll say, ups and downs in life and struggles, but I'll say also fully admits to having been through that, but yet living a better life as a result. Of it, um, so kudos to you, and I'm so cle- I'm so pleased that volunteering was such an important role for you throughout the entire process, for one reason or another, and sometimes that changed. So it's really cool to see that too, and and I just hope that the listeners today will hear the beauty of your story in the struggles and the outcomes. And I just thank you for sharing who you are with us and with our listeners today.
1: You're welcome, Megan. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Doing Good Podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation today, we invite you to subscribe or rate us on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Doing Good TV. Doing Good is a 501c3 nonprofit Please donate to support this podcast and more via the donate button on our website,
1: doinggood.tv. Together,
0: let's celebrate those who are...